This is Wisdom from the Wardrobe, brought to you by Michael Bruce Image Consulting. Welcome to Wisdom from the Wardrobe with Michael Bruce Image Consulting. Our show is serious about style, not so serious talk. We're here with your weekly dose of style fun. Let's introduce you to the team. First up, we have Bruce. Yo, yo, what's up? <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and I'm Pamela. It's um, good to be back on this gray yeah. Monday. Oh, but... my gosh. <laughs> yeah. It's a gray Monday. Jeez. It but, is. You know, Good after night. a week where there were blizzard warnings in Hawaii, yeah. I feel like, you know, the weather, you can't control it. We, can't. And we also shouldn't complain either. No. But mm-hmm. anyway, <laughs> but you know what? We're here to brighten the day. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So what's in the news exactly. today, Beck? Um, so, you know, it's interesting. You look at all these award shows. Well, last night was another award show, but it was definitely more upscale. It was the 44th Kennedy Center Honors. Oh, and, yeah. you know, the thing that I noticed the most about it, let's be honest, it's just a, a different class of every, <laughs> I mean, you know, like it's not necessarily, it does skew a little bit older, but, you know, there's people like Kristen Wiig and Scarlett Johansson. I mean, they're not 20 somethings, but they just, everyone sort of stepped it up. And I think for me, after looking at all these pictures of all these other shows, that have been out there, these award shows with the sort of like the nearly nudes and the thigh high slit. Everybody just looked so classy last night. So, you know, I mean, like Bette Midler was one of the honorees, just a very simple white dress so that the rainbow ribbon of the Kennedy Center Award, like really, st- they just, everybody looked super classy. I hmm. thought anyway, I thought it, it was pretty impressive. like old Hollywood glam, but yeah. back to, you know, kind of going Not back quite that. that far back, but mm-hmm. more like, um, I don't know, just the word that popped into my head was classy. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's also a, a nod back to, um, you know, there was a time in the former administration that the president basically boycotted the Kennedy Center Awards and, hmm. you know, that the last administration didn't have arts or music or, you know, I remember reading a piece by Bruce Springsteen about that. I mean, honestly, you wouldn't think about it, but he kind of called it out and it made me think. And so it was so nice to see you know, I mean, these are, this is a big deal. The Kennedy Center Awards are a big deal. Yeah, so it's absolutely. nice to see them back and, they, and people looking so classy, classy, and polished. Classy. Yeah. Yeah. They classed it up for sure. I mean, if you look at Scarlett, I mean, I know I'm calling her out, but she wore a brown sequin dress, which sounds weird, but she looked like a knockout, you know, I mean, just really simple. I don't know. I just, I was impressed. There you go. Actually, that sounds fabulous. Sequins. Yeah. You, you had me at sequins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She looked really good. Even, but I mean, even. You know, Amy Poehler was there. I guess Ellie Goldings was a little, mm-hmm. you know, it was a little bit blousey on her. It was like mm-hmm. a silver lame. Um, but it still, again, was more classy. It's, it just mm-hmm. looked too big for her. She's just a slight little figure. But Kristen Wiig had sort of a matte gold sequin dress mm. with this great, um, like a turquoise duster over it. And I love gold and turquoise together. I think that's super fun color combo. So I don't know. I just was just, I don't know. I was impressed. Well, so, it sounds anyway. like you were impressed. <laughs> I was. I was. And it takes a lot to impress me. It, <laughs> it does. Well, I th- also think, you know, I have to admit, there's one person who I didn't know, Justino Diaz. He's actually an opera singer. I've not heard of him, but it was Barry Gordy, Bette Midler, Joni Mitchell, Lorne Michaels. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are all people who are like part of the American vocabulary. It's right. It's nice to right. see them being recognized. So there you go. Yeah. Very oh. cool. Hey, what are we talking about today, Pamela? All right. So this week, our show is entitled 
Trivia Pursuit of Style. Hmm. As Stacy once always says, people want to know. What do the people want to know? <laughs> they do. Well, you know, this the idea for this show actually sprang from something that Stacy said a couple of weeks ago when you were talking about something and you had mentioned Twill. And she's like, well, tell people what Twill is. So I kind of got me thinking, it's like, okay, how many, you know, how many other words or phrases do we use in our industry that people don't really un- know what they are or understand the difference between certain things? And I just thought it'd be fun to kind of enlighten add a little bit of wisdom from our wardrobe there we Excellent. go i yeah. like it we're gonna talk about right, fabric so or what are we gonna talk about i think we're gonna talk we're just gonna start with fabric okay. so i think we're, we're gonna start with you bruce we're gonna put you on the hot seat <laughs> How's that? do we like it i love it so what okay. about twill so maybe I can, I can answer twill so you start with twill okay. and then we'll go from there all right so here it is all denim is twill all twill is not denim Okay, See? so tell us what twill is. <laughs> Eric, what do you think about that? Are you, Eric's going to remember that now. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of twill before. So. Well, you're actually know. wearing twill. If you're wearing denim, you're wearing twill. Well, it's let's, cut let's on the bias. You, then. Go. Is stretchy denim also twill? Yes. So okay. that's another thing. So twill okay. is a bias cut piece of fabric. with, And so and the reason why it was cut that way... Um, is because it's durable. So when it's cut on a, a twill, it's cut on a bias, it's actually a very durable fabric. It, it, it protects, it's against abrasions and all that other kind of stuff. Original yeah. denim was actually probably 14 ounce twill, um, which we know that now denim is more like 10 to 12 ounce, probably at the heaviest. But then you've also added stretch to it. So there's two-way stretch and there's four-way stretch. So a two-way stretch means that the... Uh, spandex or elastic is actually in the weft or the warped and a four-way is it's actually both so it's in the weft and the warped and it's woven together and that's why it's super stretchy so i have two more questions from that then bruce there okay so twill is a fabric but it's also the weave Mm so you said it's durable so um it doesn't just apply to clothing correct oh yeah there's twill is in a lot of different things so not just clothing your couches, those yep, kinds of things. Absolutely. All right. So on the four-way and the two-way stretch, mm-hmm. I mean, Beck and I know the answers to this, but we're going to pretend we don't. Um, which one out of the two is going to go back into shape more easily between the two and the four-way stretch? When, a, you know how we a have four a pair of jeans? Stretch. A four-way okay. stretch is going to go back into shape more so than a two-way stretch. Mm-hmm. And I mean, a bias cut to... means that it's cut on a diagonal, by the way. Someone just sent something in that just popped in and said, what's a bias cut? So one of our <laughs> listeners. So listener, a bias cut means it's cut on the diagonal. <laughs> and there you go. And there you go. All right. All so right. being that uh, I am not French and my French has been uh, known when I used to travel to France as crap. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and I speak German, not French. So. <laughs> right. Um, there's yeah, a couple other terminologies I think is kind of interesting in the fashion industry that we use a lot. And uh, Beck, well, should I, I even say, try saying them? No, hold off on that because there's one other thing I want to talk about is um, if we're talking about fabric really oh, quick, okay. I want to talk about vegan vegan faux leather or suede project. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's another, like, I think that's a little bit more. So I think, you know, the difference is most vegan stuff is actually made out of polyurethane and it actually really has quite a bit of stretch to it. Yes. Natural leather stretches out, 
but um, the polyurethane does stretch more than re- real leather would. Mm-hmm. And that's really pretty much what vegan leather is made out of. I can't say it. Vegan leather is made out of. There's not a lot of difference. Whereas vegan suede can actually be made out of, you know, a microfiber. Some of it's made out of cork. Some is made from recycled plastic. Some is actually starting to be made with bamboo now. So, um, wow. you know, it has it has um, the same amount of stretch to it that you'd find in a vegan leather. But um, it's just, you know, two other alternatives that are both fabric based that I, that just popped into my head. So before we move on to the next thing, can you think of anything else, P? I just want to make sure we're like we're talking about fabric. All right. so let's go for yeah, fabric no, I, I, I think there's there's loads. But I think yeah. this is going to end up being like a a sequel is going to come from uh-huh. this show because I'm yeah, sure absolutely. we're going to get yeah. more questions. I mean, yeah. when you think about all the terminology that we use, I mean, there's oh, so my. much, you right. know, like thinking about fabrics, patterns, colors, all those mm-hmm. kinds of things. So we'll dig into kind of what we've we've got, and I'm sure we're going to get more questions. So, okay, so here's one um, for you, P. So uh, since you are from um, that part of the world, tartan versus plaid, are they the uh, same? <laughs> Well, they both contain horizontal and vertical lines that intersect at a 90 degree angle. Um, but they are not the same. No? No. Uh-uh. I have to admit, I always thought tartan was a type of plaid. So maybe so, I'm wrong. So I'm learning plaid, things. <laughs> so all tartans are plaids, mm-hmm. but not all plaids are tartans. See, Eric, okay. you're learning something too. Eric's nodding right now. He's like, man, I'm learning a lot. <laughs> oh, so here's the thing. So um, the repetitive pattern of line in a tartan doesn't change throughout the whole length of the cloth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a set pattern, which is usually five to six inches and repeats over and over. But that's not that doesn't always happen in a plaid. Right. So that's the differential. So, mm-hmm. you know, a tartan is always a plaid, but a plaid you know, because we use different colors and different cuts, it doesn't always mean that it's a tartan. Um, You know, and plaid is really a word that Americans use more than people in the UK. Mm -hmm. Um, Plaid, the word plaid actually means blanket. So the plaid portion of a kilt, which you typically think about a tartan being, is I believe the piece of fabric that actually swaths over the shoulder. Um, And then you put a a clan pin in it. That's kind of where it came from. So the, the plaid portion of a, you know, traditional Scottish outfit denotes the clan, Hmm. but the tartan also denotes a clown so okay i watch outlander so i know about the, <laughs> yeah. the shoulders so. i know no i watch outlander and for those well. that don't know i'm married <laughs> to a scotsman so <laughs> you know so um you know so yes they they are not one in the same so just there you go and then that leads on to how about things. a glenn plaid though so a glenn plaid okay um what do we Is a guy named glenn that? No, it is actually from um, an area in Inverness in Scotland. Uh, Glen Urquhart is where it's kind of, you know, known from. Uh, it's a woven fabric with a, a woven twill design. Um, and it's a small and large check together. Hmm. Um, it's created when you put two dark and two light stripes alternate, al- alternating with four dark and four light stripes, which then creates a crossing pattern of an irregular check. And a glen is a valley, right? Right. It, yeah, it's yeah. um yeah, it's an it's a it's a valley area in Invernessshire in Scotland. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. So that is also known as a Prince of Wales check as well. And a lot of 
you know, it's because the Prince of Wales wears it. And people think that it is actually Welsh. It isn't. It's Scottish. Okay, so the clan thing. So let me. So what is a clan? So when you talk about the Scottish clan, is that like a group? It's a family. A family. Okay, good. So, you know, and it's the extended family. So you always hear, you know, like, um, uh, you know, um, Clan Campbell or, you know, okay. whatever it is. Okay. So it's a family. It's not just the, the like, the the four people in a family. It's the kind of the extended, the it's cousins. the bigger. So, right, and right. we want to clarify it's spelled with a C. Yes. Yeah. Um, so Scottish clan. So it's that heritage. It's the name that the family is built around. So, yeah. Wow. So I think um, we're learning a lot time for this, this half, <laughs> yeah. when we come back, we'll, we'll touch on houndstooth and then we've got plenty more to go from there. So we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back after this. Do you feel like you're stuck in a style rut? If so, take the first step on your journey and go to michaelbruceimageconsulting.com. Fill out their simple personal style assessment and schedule a complimentary, no obligation, 20-minute style consultation. Let the experts help you gain some perspective on your style challenges. Welcome back to Wisdom from the Wardrobe. Before the break, we were discussing Glenn Plaid, Tartan, and various other things in this week's show of Trivia Pursuit of Style. Um, all right, let's just answer some more questions. So we, we covered Glenn Plaid. So the next one is houndstooth. Quite often we get the question, well, well what is that? What do we mean by houndstooth? Um, again, it's a, it's a textile pattern. It's a mm -hmm. two-toned, characterized by broken check, often designed in black and white. Um, but now we're seeing it more in lots of, you know, lots of colors. It tended to be kind of muted tones, but I like the fact that now we see in bright, bold patterns, right. big, you know, bigger scale for this too. Um, it was actually inspired, believe it or not, as the name would suggest, by the uneven shape of a of dog's teeth. Oh, there you go. Yeah. The hound's teeth. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, and it, oh. once again, it originated in Scotland. Oh my gosh, there you yes. go. <laughs> so, okay, question well, real let's, quick. Let's well, go back to Scotland. Oh. A really quick question about tartans. Are all tartans in Scotland related to families? I believe so. Yes. Okay. Okay. Now, sometimes if you if you are Scottish and you don't have a tartan of your own, mm -hmm. um, you can wear another tartan that's um, associated with your family. Got you. Okay. Right. So if you're, let's say your, your family name doesn't come from like way, 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 way back. And you came to Scotland, like mm -hmm. further forward in the, right. you know, future you can, um, and you marry into another family, mm -hmm. then you can, you can use that. Tartan, okay. So you I can guess. jump on that family's tartan. You can, gotcha. but on a footnote to that is that like, um, there's a football club in Scotland. They have their own tartan. Um, I won't say which one it is, mm -hmm. but, you know, um, because there may be others that have their tartans too. But Very generally, cool. uh, the name goes with the tartan. Gotcha. There's some really, you know, bold yellows. There's greens. There's blues. Mm -hmm. There's reds. There's, you know. Very so, yeah, cool. it's fun. It's fun. All right. So I'm going to probably, I will not even, I'll mention this. 
earlier about me butchering this um, these words. Um, <laughs> well, so, I'll just take it right out of your. So Beck, can you just take it right so, out? Well, of... I was going to say, as long as we're in, as long as we're already in Europe, let's bounce over to France and yeah. talk about some of the terms that you might see. So haute couture is basically it doesn't only exist in France. It's basically when you have fancy, very high end designers, the Givenchy's, the Chanel's, the Dior, those types of things. It's basically custom made clothing that is just cut to fit for the exact person. And it's, mm. you know, right now it's very high end. And, um, you know, it, it used to be most of it was that. Now designers also have ready to wear lines that are more mass produced, but haute couture is just made for the specific body that it goes on. It's very exclusive. One piece might be made. Um, so it's, it's pretty high end. And then the other word you might often see with that is atelier, which is basically just their studio or their workshop. And it's where they, you know, it's where they're creating these masterpieces. And I have to say, if you've never watched any kind of a documentary about how they make these dresses, I mean, the beading, the intricacy is so detailed. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it will take, you know, hours to create the skirt on a, on a given dress because right. it's got so much individual mm -hmm. personal, it's not done by machines. It's not done. It's, it's individual, really high, you know, the price matches the skill level, but yeah. it's really highly detailed, beautiful clothing. I mean, it's like artwork. Yeah. When I used to travel to Europe um, a lot, we went, I've gone to a lot of those factories and just to see those ladies I and mean, people in general, just sewing some of these most beautiful, exquisite things by hand. And you're like, you know why it's going to be expensive because literally someone is taking the time to like sew those beads on or sew that sequence or whatever it is, or the detail, you know, um, it's just, amazing to watch um really and i like is. that it's haute couture haute couture <laughs> Beck, have, you, have you got the literal translation for that for us it just basically i think it just means high fashion yeah. it means high i don't know i haute is high yeah. i don't know what couture it's style um high I believe, style, really no i think it's dressmaking oh is it yeah couture oh, so is couture the dressmaking, is dressmaking portion dressmaking. of it yeah and atelier actually means workshop usually denotes to workshop for the arts so when i yeah. get my suits custom made are they no. <laughs> You'd like to think they are. <laughs> I think they have to come from a fashion house that has, um, that creates at least 50 individual pieces a year, uh -huh. I think. Right. Anyway. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. And Thank it can't you, be anything that's made any kind of, like, you know, getting it made unless they're taking the bolt of fabric mm -hmm. and creating it for you, then yeah. yes. And nobody else. Oh, I got you. So it has to be yeah. exclusively to me. Yes. Yeah. Like they're yeah. individual pieces. You're never going to find two of the same. Yeah. Of anything. Even when you see some some actresses will do something like, you know, the runway to like real life. Mm -hmm. There's always something almost like a tiny bit changed on it. Right. Because right. It's the same idea, but it's not the same exact piece of clothing. Yeah. Oh. And it's fitted for the body of that person that they're creating it for, too. It's not, you know, they're not, they're not doing standard sizes either. It's, it's right. to fit like a glove. All right. OK, so the next one, I'm probably <laughs> going to say that. Well, actually, I'm saying it correctly from where I come from. You guys can correct me all you want to. OK, so here we go. <laughs> OK, Bruce, is khaki a color or a fabric? <laughs> and for mean, the rest of you, you that's khaki. You mean khaki? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like in what was that State Farms commercials? Like khakis. Um, <laughs> I, I thought she said car key no, for a second. Yeah, like, aren't those usually silver? <laughs> haven't, you, haven't you forgotten it's proper Pamela? <laughs> it's proper Pamela. Is it proper Pamela there Monday? Um, khaki is actually a color. 
it's not a fabric. The fabric that denotes, in a sense, khaki that people talk about is actually chino. And it actually can be a twill fabric as well. But khaki is color, which is actually not just one color, but the khaki denotes a bunch of different colors in the range of uh, olives, um, that tan, um, those kind of shades are considered khaki. I like khaki. that he says that tan. <laughs> <laughs> British tan, which is actually British tan. So yeah. it was first military. So that's mm-hmm. kind of where it first showed up. Which is what I was just going to say. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I remember my dad. My dad was in the military, you know, mm-hmm. referring to some of his uniform as his khakis. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Not khakis. So even though, again, it was a color, <laughs> not a fabric. But, right. you know, that's what they called it. We're going to put our khakis on. <laughs> You know, I'm, it's yes, funny. It does sound like she says car keys, doesn't it, Eric? He's just laughing. Like she's still saying car keys. You know, it just Sorry. popped up. Okay, yes, I'll freely admit I was watching TikTok, whatever. Um, but they had the old ad from the 90s from The Gap when mm-hmm. they were doing khakis big, but they did the, the ads with the swing dancers wearing khakis while they were dancing around. Right, right. Do you remember those ads? Absolutely. Oh, just, I, I was like, oh, that's a great ad. I watched it twice. I got it in there. <laughs> And khaki looks really cool, but, you know, it's not really my jam. (laughs) But it is some people's jam. Like you said, you know, it denotes a chino. And, Bruce, on the chinos, is that a five pocket? Uh, Chino is actually typically not a five pocket pant. So it is a a flat front, (laughs) um, side entry pockets, uh, two pockets in the back, keeping it easy and simple. Mm -hmm. Or pleats. So you can also do a chino with a with a simple pleat front. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> Pleats are back, man. I'm oh. telling you, they're coming back. They are, but you know, the Beck's tone there just said it all. No, thank you. <laughs> I prefer a flat front. I just think it's a sharper look, and I just I think it's more flattering on more body types. I think I I would agree with that yeah. as well, Beck, because I think sometimes those pleats, if you if you have a certain body type, actually it's adding bulk in areas where you don't need it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll go with yeah. the flat front we'll for go with sure. The flat front. Um, you know, the pleats will be around for a little bit because it's a trend, but hopefully they won't stay around for too long. But, and it's um, tricky too because if you think of like you know, a trench coat, right? That's usually done in that same pattern. But those, that while they're great, like, you know, think, oh, Burberry trench coat, right? Mm-hmm. They look horrible. I've tried one on and the color's awful on me. You know, I mean, you've <laughs> got to really find one that works with your skin tone. Yeah. So even though it's been around forever and they're classics and, you know, I just think with everything, you've got to be careful the color you choose. Like for me, I need to have more of an olive undertone. Sometimes right. some of the brown khakis are like a yellow. Mm-hmm. Not good. Yeah, yeah that isn't good. All right, let's switch to footwear. All right. Who wants to tackle this one? What's the difference between a brogue and an Oxford? I don't know. I think that would be you, Pamela, because of what those are. Why does it have to be me? It's an Oxford and a brogue. So tell me where that comes from. (laughs) Anybody wearing brogues. Would you say Beck? I've never heard anywhere outside of England anyone wearing brogues. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, basically, the difference is, so the Oxford... um, is usually made out of one piece of mm-hmm. material, right? So um, the the laces usually go under the um, light under the vamp portion of it, um, but there's usually not any decorative aspects to the shoe. It you know you sometimes you get the cap toe that has that one stitch line over the toe mm-hmm. um, that denotes an Oxford a brogue, and you know people call things 
what they want all the time. But the brogue basically means it's created from several pieces of fabric. So you right. have all of those, perf- you know, the lines with the perforations through mm-hmm. them. That's what denotes a brogue. Right. And the reason, and I just found this out actually, why the, the brogues had the holes in them was actually because they're an outdoor shoe. So they mm-hmm. were kind of for the trudging in the outdoors, the weather. So those holes allowed them to dry quicker. And because Stacy's not here, I'll point out the obvious. It's also to let your feet sweat out. <laughs> <laughs> or in Stacy's case, your foot to sweat out. And she's always just wearing one shoe. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Oxford have no seams. A little bit more modern mm-hmm. now. They have the captos. That's the one seam. That's the one difference. But right. the brogues. So say the Oxfords, though, there are, I, I have several pairs of Oxfords. So they mm-hmm. are, that can go both ways. It's not. It's not just for men. It's for men and women. No, it it right. is. It's for everybody. So basically, it's just a low heel shoe. But the the difference is where the seams, the seams or no seams, the perforations, etc. But like with everything, you know, they start off as one thing and then they tend to kind of merge. So now you'll see, you know, the kind of crossovers, and that's where the cap toe comes from. I think on the Oxford is that kind of crossover for the brogue. But a full brogue is usually a bit heavier mm-hmm. looking, I would say. Um, and typically you know, we, a typically, welted sole pretty heavy stitched um welted yeah, sole yeah, on a, and I think the, the original Oxfords, brogue was that way they were pretty yeah, well like i said because chunky. it's an outdoor type shoe but you you know usually we think of the oxfords as more of a kind of dressy shoe yeah that's what you would kind of put with as the suit or whereas the the brogue style is you know jeans or a, a, a twill pant you know whatever mm-hmm, right. um but that's that's kind of the difference between the two yeah, yeah but never a uh, brogue with a car key all right i'm gonna change it khaki khaki (laughs) like i'm from the east coast (laughs) never mind a completely different coast (laughs) absolutely okay um let's see wow we've covered a lot today no i think Um, we must be almost out of time maybe one more got about a couple minutes all right well let's switch it up then um what about uh, we can make a whole nother show out of this but let's talk about a plethrum Peplum. I said that wrong. Peplum. 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 So, proper Pamela, what's a peplum? Oh, okay. <laughs> do I have to do all the talking? Well, you know, you said all it. Right, so, all right. So, peplum comes from the Greek word, I think it is, which means tunic. So, back in the Greek times, it meant something else. But basically, a peplum is a short section of material that is attached to the waistline of a blouse or a mm-hmm. jacket or a dress. Um became kind of popular here i think the 1940s was when you know that that style kind of came into to its being in in its more modern day form i know there was kind of a revival of it in the 80s um you still see them now fewer and farther between but they're actually a great um silhouette for anybody that is either you know has a straight body type or has a um, inverted triangle. Mm-hmm. So where you're trying to create some some volume through the hip area to you know to make it look as though you have an hourglass, a peplum is a great silhouette. So it's really just it's like a flounce or a, it's not quite a ruffle, but it's mm-hmm. kind of an, in that line, but it just attaches to the waistline. It's sewn in. It's not like you can snap it on. That would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, (laughs) Snap on peplums. Snap on peplums. There you go. Uh, Yeah, not a thing. (laughs) But yeah, that's what it's for. That's the definition of a peplum. Well, I do think that we could actually have another show because we've talked about fabrics, but we could even extend more about silhouettes and maybe we'll do that on another show 
coming I soon here. I think that's a good idea. Well, I think, I think that's, that's it, it for today. today. Wow. So if you want to find out more about Michael Bruce Image Consulting and style tips and various bits, you can find <laughs> us at michaelbruceimageconsulting.com or you can follow us on social media at michaelbruceic. And we will see you all next time. Next week. Yay. Next week. See you guys. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. If you like what you're listening to and want to learn more about the team, get some great style inspiration and useful style tips on how to elevate your personal style, you can follow them on Instagram at Michael Bruce IC. That's Instagram at Michael Bruce IC.